0: That is the nurturing part of talking about the good times and keeping them alive again. And that makes me feel cherished by you, Mm. that you bring up, oh, do you remember when we did this and this and you had that yellow jacket on and you look so cute and then you did this and said this and, and it feels so good. Mm. to hear those and know that i a seen and and you enjoyed the moment yeah. and and that's the um, the gravy yeah. yeah gravy is so good mm-hmm. i love gravy
1: <laughs> welcome everybody to the podcast relationships let's talk about it i'm preble toplitsky I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about. It. Welcome everybody to this episode of Foundational Trust. In long-term relationships. I have a conversation with my wife, Ivana Rainbow, and we explore how foundational trust shows up in our long-term relationship, our 25-year committed relationship that we are journeying on. And I thought it was a good topic because as a couples counselor, I'm asked repetitively how to establish trust and what is trust? beyond, of course, the need trust to trust what each other say is the truth, trust in fidelity, trust that your partner will be there. And what does that mean, to be there? So my wife and I, we venture into our conversation about the foundational trust of how important friendship is, And the ability to be able to communicate on very deep and vulnerable levels with each other, to share dreams and concerns, and to grow with each other, to help each other grow and support each other in our own potentials. We also talk about how important it is to trust ourselves as well as trusting the other person that we trust ourselves to show up in the relationship and bring who we are and who we want to be to trust that each partner can help the relationship move through conflict in certain ways. And that coincides with trusting our own boundaries. And my wife and I give some examples of how we had to move through understanding around knowing each other's boundaries and moving through conflict in healing ways. We also talked about the challenges of having crises in our life. You know, if you're in a long-term relationship, you're bound to have some of those, and how you navigate that, and how you stay awake and aware with each other, in solidifying your trust of each other through crises, I believe, is an important foundational aspect to long-term relationships. And we also talk about the importance of apologies and appreciations throughout our relationship and how that fosters trust that each person is going to take responsibility of their part in relationship dynamics. So, I hope you enjoy this conversation on foundational trust in long term relationships. Conversation I have with my wife, Ivana Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Okay, here we go, loving. Gosh, it's been a while since I uh, had you in the studio.
0: Yeah. It's fun to be back in the hot seat here. It has been at least two months since we did something together.
1: So. Yeah. It was uh, the 100th episode anniversary, the number one relationship booster. That was the last one we did oh, together. Oh, yeah.
0: That's the one we, we finished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right before Sandy came home for summer vacation. hmm Yeah. Mm, what a summer it has been.
1: Yeah, it's been a lovely summer. It's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of led us to want to do this podcast. I've been getting a lot of inquiries for people that want to know more about how to do a good long-term relationship. Like, What does it take? So here we go.
0: Mm -hmm. And we've been together for quite some years, 25.
1: 25 years. And, you know, I hear people say longevity and how important that is to a solidification of a relationship and yet we know some people that are together a long time it doesn't necessarily mean that that's success you know one part of our relationship that i think was right off the bat that i felt we had the potential was friendship
0: Mm, Uh, i was just gonna say that
1: yeah
0: yeah we were friends right away Mm. yeah and even if we hadn't become lovers, we would have been friends. Yeah. It was just that friend connection.
1: But we were friends, lovers, because that only took us what?
0: And it took uh, less than a week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But the friendship part of that to me was the wonderful communication that we can go back and forth with each other.
0: Mm-hmm. That is such a key. And that's what I really had wanted in my next relationship because i was just coming out of divorce when i met you and that made me clear about what i didn't have and what i wanted and i was calling that in
1: what didn't you have around the communication
0: open and respectful communication i couldn't just bring up whatever subjects that i was interested in i couldn't talk about that that became clear to me that I could not go through my life with a partner. I had been with this guy for three years, and I just couldn't go through life and possibly get children with him and have to avoid certain subjects that really interested me. So I made a collage manifestation poster about what I wanted. And one of the top lists that I knew I wanted was good communication about all kinds of subjects. And I got it. It worked within three months, were in my life. And we were hitting off.
1: Mm. Yeah, I always wanted what that picture perfect that people say about, I want to grow old with somebody, sit on the, the porch, be able to kick back and just talk about anything. And the beauty of it is we had that from the very beginning. We were, we were kicking out on the porch, outside, talking, endless hours that we didn't have to wait for later on in our life just to do it. So we've been doing it all along. And I love that, that mm. we can do that. Yeah. And I think that trust came from some of those deep conversations, uh, really knowing who we were knowing some of our vulnerabilities, I felt I could tell you anything that I did, uh, that, that part that people say, I wish I could tell my partner, I want to tell my partner anything that, that vulnerability to be able to talk about also celebration, what I'm excited about, that created a deeper trust that the communication went where I knew I could, I could really speak to you and also find my truth as I'm speaking you were a great and are a great listener. And uh, that gave me a lot of space. You had wonderful and do wonderful inquiry.
0: Mm-hmm. And you, babe, are a good listener too. So it's wonderful to have conversations with you. Yeah, we went deep right away. And of course, we were lucky being at Island where it's encouraged and we got so much inspiration about using... I statements and speak from our hearts and speak truth and be authentic. All those new words and new things to try out and test out for both of us there. It was, it was incredible, amazing having those deep conversations.
1: And you know, another thing's coming to my mind about an aspect of foundational trust in our relationship is especially when we process, I really trust that you're gonna give me space to, to speak. And you're not gonna automatically come in with your opinion or say to me, well, I want I want you to hear my side of the story or you don't negate what I have to say. You don't say, no, that's not how it was. You allow me to express my experience and boy does that create such good foundational trust that I know I'm going to be heard, that I'm going to be at times even acknowledged for that. So especially the safe trust environment around when we process.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good feeling to have the stage and to be witnessed and listened to and I give you that space because I like to receive that too. And you're really good at doing that as well for me, to hear me out when I just need to empty out my issue or something that's bothering me. And you just sit there and witness, and it feels like the best gift in the world.
1: Mm. You know, when we go back and forth just in a conversation, sometimes I know that we, we do a little bit of back and forth, but when we acknowledge and say, hey, you know, I just really want to finish, or I really want to be heard, that's when we we sink in. So, you know, we're just like, you know, we're typical people sometimes of having a back and forth conversation, but when we know we need to process, and when the other person really asks for it, we do it. And that creates so much trust for me, for me to share my vulnerability.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's true, I mean, We can also be interrupting each other and be impatient and annoyed and irritated with each other and speak fast. We definitely have that as well. There's a variation of ways we talk with each other. (laughs)
1: Yeah. But again, to come back when we ask for it, when we process, when we know we're going to get into the container, really be heard, that's when we do it really well.
0: That was exactly what I was going to say, but you came in too quick. (laughs) I was going to say that.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll let you have it. Do you want to say it again?
0: Yeah, you beat me to it. My English is a little slower than yours sometimes.
1: I'm sharp on the mic. (laughs) Also, what I think that's so vital in that part is the foundational trust that I tell couples is around trusting yourself in a relationship. If you don't trust yourself in a relationship, you're not going to be able to advocate for your own best interest and your boundaries, making room for yourself. And what I mean by advocate for your own best interest, I mean, it's like show up and say what you want, say what you need. And I think that that is so important that not just foundational trust in the other person, but there is a foundational trust that that is developed and continue to be developed in yourself, in the relationship.
0: hmm Yeah. I also really think, you know, speaking I statements is very supportive in expressing, well, I feel this, or part of me feel this, you know, to speak for me instead of, uh, what's the way, when you don't use I statements, how is it that you will, well, well it's things. definitely
1: you statements. <laughs> yeah. You know.
0: Oh yeah. A lot of people say, you know, when you do this or when you think this and I'm like, who is you? Isn't it you who well, is the third speaking? Person. So therefore you should say I mm,
1: yeah. Or the people say when one does this or when you know when you do this as opposed to right, embracing the, the first person instead of the third person. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so distanced. The the subject one one person is talking about get distanced. See there, I just said one person <laughs> because I'm talking about others. But if it was me talking about something and I say you, it's like no, it's me. So I got to say I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel or I think right now. This is what I think.
1: So what do you trust in me? I'm curious about when you think about trust in our relationship, where you think about I trust prepo, what do you trust in me? Ooh. Put you on the spot, babe.
0: You said the hot yeah, seat. Yeah, I'm feeling hot here. <laughs> what do I trust about you? Yeah. Well, I feel comfortable with you. You know, I feel safe, I feel respected. The The way you listen to me and talk to me, you acknowledge what I have said and you don't judge it off the bat. You say, I hear you, I like that. It makes me feel safe.
1: What else do you trust in me?
0: So, well, I just feel good about you and I trust that you support me I trust that you don't go out and find other women behind my back. I trust that I can go to Denmark every year for several months and you're okay home alone. And I will find you more or less in the same state I left you. So I trust that.
1: What do you trust in the way of how we navigate, let's say, challenges or differences or conflict?
0: Oh, yeah, good point. I trust that you will work it through together with me. You will communicate when we have disagreements and conflicts, which we of course have and will probably have for the rest of our lives. So that's huge, that I can trust you that we will talk about it again we might not always find solutions to our conflicts but we will at least talk about it and there i trust you that we'll talk about it you don't just um, run away and hide and never get back to the subject again i know you will get back to it we might just need a little cooling off time and that can take more than hours cooling off time But I know you will be back to talk this through again and to listen to me and to give your input too. That feels good.
1: I think that's so, so key. Thanks for emphasizing that. Um, You do that too. And I love that. And in my work with couples, when they're having challenges, that's what's lacking, that they don't come back. And one partner doesn't trust that if the subject is dropped that they'll actually get to it again that they'll make attempts to understand and work through it and i think when we go through that is that i trust that you're going to be open to hear me hear my experience hear my feelings about it make room for me that you're going to be open to make room for me and that's what i trust and and we've been doing this so many years that when we do have a conflict, that's what I trust. I trust, all right, we'll get, we'll get through it. We'll get to it. I don't know if it's going to be today or, or tomorrow, but we will get through it. There's going to be a time where we're going to be open to each other because the relationship is more important than each one of our sides that we may be trying to convince the other person of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you bring up a good point there, our relationship. Because it's not just about you being upset about something or me being hurt about something and upset. And there's the relationship between us that needs to be fixed, that needs to be mended again after such a little breakout of um, a disagreement or, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, I trust in the connection, you know, that we both want a deeper connection and we're not going to let periods of disconnection go too far. And, you know, one, one thing that, that just came to mind that in our long-term relationship that I think that we do well is that we reminisce a lot about our relationship and things that we've done, experiences that we've had that have been loving and kind and and exciting. And so we constantly are refreshing and reminding each other of the positive aspects of where we have been. And so that creates more of the light of where we are and where we can go. And so I also trust that uh, you'll always go there with me. We love to reminisce about uh, wonderful times that we've had in the past and even some challenging times that we've had in the past and what we've learned from it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... A good point you're saying there, because that is the nurturing part of talking about the good times and keeping them alive again. And that makes me feel cherished by you, Mm. that you bring up, oh, do you remember when we did this and this, and you had that yellow jacket on, and you look so cute, and then you did this and said this, and, and it feels so good. To hear those and know that I was seen and and you enjoyed the moment, yeah, and and that's the um, the gravy. Yeah, Yeah. gravy is so good. Mm -hmm. I love gravy. (laughs) You do.
1: You're a gravy girl. (laughs) You're a meat potatoes gravy girl. You love that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought up that word, cherish. And I think that is so, so vital in relationships to really cherish something, which means that you take good care of it with kindness, with uh, soft care, because we don't know how long we're going to be in each other's lives. I say that a lot. And when you cherish something, you know it could, you can lose it. It can go away. It can break. When we cherish who we are and our times together together, Uh, That makes it even more deep and special. And if we have so many cherishing times, then that's kind of the precedence that we're going to be in relationship about. And I want to continue to cherish you and cherish our relationship. And I think it's different than like doting and so forth. To me, it's around admiration and to admire somebody in a way that's really respectful and uh, loving to, to cherish the relationship and so then you act in that way just even i don't know if this is part like part of the the cherishing but even this morning when i open up a new bag of uh coffee and i know that you're not a coffee drinker but you love the smell of coffee
0: mm, i love it yeah. and that was so sweet of you i was sitting over in the sofa having my breakfast and You walk over from the kitchen with this fresh open bag of coffee beans and open it up right under my nose to give me that gift. And I was just taking a deep breath in. Mm.
1: I gave you that first smell.
0: (laughs) And that warmed my heart so much Mm. that you would walk over and do that for me, that you remembered that I love the smell of coffee. Yeah.
1: I think that's also part of success in long-term relationships is that you remember and you know, and you keep space in your head of what your partner likes and loves and what their taste is so that you can bring that to them at times that I said this before on a podcast. I just don't get how people, especially men have a hard time finding what gifts to get to their partner. It's like pay attention. She's in the store and she picks up this kind of blouse and it's this color and she says, ooh, I like it. You will remember that. And it's about awareness and paying attention. So when I know that you made years ago when you said, oh, I don't drink coffee, but I love the smell of coffee. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to try to give you those smells when you want because I want to see that enjoyment and bring you joy.
0: Mm. Right. I feel so loved when you do that. Mm. And you're really good at remembering such small things. You have an incredible memory by the way. But uh, you do. It it's lovely to go shopping when we're out on a date together and and we go window shopping and we walk into certain stores and just browse around. Not specifically to buy anything, but just to look around, get inspired and I see you notice things that I pick up and that I I feel it and it makes me feel so good and so loved that you are watching what I'm picking up. So you inspired me to do that too. So I also take notice and look what you like. But often, when there is something you like, I'll say, ah, oh, let's just buy it for you right mm. now because mm-hmm. that hat looks so good on you mm. or something like that.
1: But isn't that what it's about? You know, whether it's a material thing or it's about paying attention that you're paying attention to, to your partner. Um, what are their likes, their dislikes? You know, I, I heard a couple the other day when one person was saying, you know, I don't like this kind of food and you got it for me anyway. And, you know, I'm sure the other person said, well, there were some times that you said that you did like the food, but the, the awareness around, I'm um, paying attention, paying attention also to when you make a request and even a boundary. I mean, we're talking about right now how the positive aspects of our long-term relationship that builds foundational trust. And people, you gotta know that, that we worked at it. Like that we've had times that we've gone through some really challenging, periods of our life and had to work out conflict and so it's also noticing and being aware because some years ago i overrid one of your boundaries and i and after that i paid attention to not do that again because of what it created in the disconnection of our relationship
0: mm-hmm. yeah when we look back we can see there was a turning point there with that conflict and it just happened out of the blue we were home just you and me and i was in the kitchen and it was during the day and all of a sudden you just come over do you remember what it was you wanted to say to me or do
1: uh, i think it was just something i just didn't feel like you were paying attention or you know i wanted to be really heard about about something you know, maybe I felt ignored and wanted to bring to to your attention. It was something. Yeah, to it was that some effect. kind
0: of issue yeah. that you felt we really should clear this out now. And I was puddling around in the kitchen, and I was not prepared for that or open for that. So first, I was just trying to kind of just keep puddling around to give you that sign that I'm not really ready. And you kept going on and on about this issue, and I said. I, I cannot talk about it right now, and, and you, you kept going on, and I said, stop, and and you kept going on, because, no, but we should really talk about this now, and da 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 and then,
1: <laughs> and then,
0: then I really shocked you.
1: Yeah, you did. I mean, Da-da-da-da-da. I think you made a, a sound that, that the cats don't even make, some kind of shrill, that that uh, I think a couple crystals broke or something like that. Yeah,
0: because when you you saw that I was saying stop first time, and I said stop a couple of times because you wanted to. Then yeah, but I I just got to explain to you. And I said stop. No, yeah, but 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 but, and then I just screamed this high pitched scream, very very long scream, and I did it three times. Because it was like I was putting up my boundary by doing that. I was putting up this wall to say, stop means stop. And can you hear me now?
1: Oh well, Yeah, I heard you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And even though I would have liked you to have done it in a whole different way, you needed to do that because I, I saw after the fact how I was crossing your boundary.
0: You were not paying attention to my cues and you it that I said, stop, because I know you don't like when I say stop.
1: Yeah, I've got some history with that.
0: Yeah, I know. But that's my boundary when you're coming at me when I'm not ready. And you had forgotten to check in. You had forgotten to say, is this a good time for me to bring up this subject right now? Good point are you available? Can we talk about this? You did not ask at all. You just barged in yep. on my space yeah. and started talking and my head was already so full I was not ready. So, um, yeah. that was big.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That I, I remember that, how we had a hard time quickly recovering. It took us uh, a couple days to, to speak to it and I had to really feel out and own, you know, my part instead of going around and around about how you weren't, you know, giving me space.
0: Mhm. Yeah, because I screamed at you, then you got really upset that yeah. I said su- I shouldn't scream at you. And then you came once I had cooled down a little bit, then you came back and wanted to complain about that I had <laughs> screamed at you. I was like, gosh, you're just making matters worse. Yeah. And then again, I had to make a big, loud statement to you that this was not the time to come and complain to me about me screaming and telling me I couldn't scream.
1: So for me, from that event, creating more awareness and remembering that later on, but what I also did was I still around it had foundational trust that we were going to move through it. Based on all the other times that we were able to move through conflict,
0: mm-hmm. I, I I trusted that too, but gosh, I needed time to cool down, and we had to take several walks in nature to talk about this before it got to a, a healing point. Yeah, and then after that, we had to realize what was all this about, and also realized that you had a tendency to be so excited about a subject that you would just come and barge in and say, oh, i got to tell you this. And we had to go through some time of becoming clear about your tendency to do that and not saying, I have something really exciting I want to tell you is now a good time. So we were working our way over to that way of communicating. Right.
1: Yeah, we established that around then on both of our ends of how to really check in with each other and then and then trust that we were gonna get back to it. Like if you said, No, it's not a good time, okay, you know, I'm trusting that you will find the time, that you'll tell me when it's a good time. And You know, hopefully at that moment, you're going to say, no, that's not a good time. Let's do it later on tonight. Well, Let's do it tomorrow. And then we would. And so trusting that, and that's a foundational part of trust, I think, in long-term relationships too, is that you, again, you trust that you're going to get back to subjects or challenges that maybe one person has that they need and they really desire to work through.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really trust you that we will work through this. But this was a huge uh, conflict we had right there. Yeah. And an eye-opener. We got to a much deeper level with each other from Mm. that. And I haven't screamed since then. No. Mm -mm. Um, I shocked both you and me (laughs) that day. Yeah. But I do still say stop. Yeah. And it still annoys you a bit.
1: And I think part of it, like you... I remember you disclosing this to me it was like a real boundary about your father you know it was a part that that you putting up this boundary to me was kind of a healing aspect of uh, when your father would override your boundaries mm-hmm. and yeah as a and, teenager right. he had
0: a tendency to just keep talking about why I shouldn't do and why he wanted me to go into my room or whatever and I couldn't explain back to him or and I'm like, stop, I need to speak too.
1: Yeah. So I reminded you of that. And that's yeah. why I think it came out so strong too. And in, in some way that was a really healing part because you got to do it for both. You know, the, the domino effect for the past when you weren't able to do it with your father and that I symbolized that in some way too. And, and you were able to do that. So I'm glad that we we worked through that and not just shut up and just withdraw from it and never talked about it. We, we really learned from it. You know, also what's coming to mind to me around foundational trust is uh, being together so long, you and I have gone through crises, you know, and I think when couples go through a crisis, whether it's a crisis about their relationship, outside crisis, we had a child that died in birth and, you know, 20 years ago, and that was really challenging in our life. And we move through it we moved through it together we were able to trust each other share in our grief um so i think that that going through challenges whether it's also people work through having going through having a child together and how we navigated that and we were very close throughout it we went through some financial crises early on in our relationship that didn't separate us instead we worked it through together and we lived through it together and worked and supported each other so crises in people's relationship also let them know like where they stand with each other
0: mm-hmm. yeah those were good crises early on i mean just becoming a parent and um There's much crisis coming up around that, especially the first two years when the kid is so young.
1: And we were traveling around the world (laughs) while we had a small child. On top of
0: that, we did that too.
1: So so we went through some adversarial challenging um, situations that instead of creating where we didn't trust each other, those actually were opportunities that we made that we could actually trust each other.
0: Mm-hmm. And that, I, n- I know it it can be a make or break uh, for young parents with a young child, and I know there's lots of divorces um when when couples have a young child less than two years or so. it's often a divorce point, and we touched upon that too, around mm-hmm. when when he was two years old.
1: Mhm yeah, yeah, we worked it through you know, and that working it through again, built on, on that trust that, that we can work it through. Cause I can know like, wow, you know, if, if I'm going through that challenge with you and we move through and we're closer and we can repair it, why in the hell would I want to be with somebody else? You know, that's the whole part of, you know, the grass is greener and, you know, aspects of fidelity. Sure. There's temptation and there is this fantasy of, Oh, you know, you might not have some of the same interests that I have, or, Maybe at times our libidos are different. Oh, I want to find somebody like this or that. To me, it's like, that's that's all made up in my mind. And I think it's so important to be able to realize what the what the reality is of how, that's why reminiscing with you is so good of what we've gone through. And I, and I keep realizing, I keep choosing you, keep choosing you, keep choosing you, and also keep choosing the partner I
0: want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just want to say also that those issues you were just talking about there, you know, infidelity or money issues and low libido from one partner or so, uh, those are so typical issues and, and having a child and Life is turned upside down, and you get so much more tired, and uh, it's not just the two of you. And those are challenges that most couples who also get a child will encounter. And it's uh, make or break challenges. But working through them really makes us stronger. And that's what we realized. But we did have that point where he was two years old, where we both were thinking, I don't want to be in this anymore. This is not what I had dreamed of. There must be greener grass somewhere else. And I think I might want a divorce. It was going through both of our minds. At that point, there being tired parents to a two year old, we,
1: we weren't making space for each other, we weren't like really taking care of our couple dome. Mm-hmm. and we realized that. That's and, what we realized, yeah. yeah.
0: And luckily, we got a hold of a book, a relationship book that inspired us to talk more about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the Kenny Loggins uh, book, and his partner,
0: mm, his wife, yeah, co wrote a book together. About how they communicate, and that was that was really inspiring to us, and that uh, shook us up to um to be our best, yeah,
1: and you know, go back to around the challenges that parents have in their relationship, I think the one part that I can recall around trust was. I also wanted you to trust that I could take care of our child. I don't want to give you all that responsibility. I wanted to be able to feed him and bathe him and take him on days and be with him and not just, you know, you be the primary, you know, parent in, in all kinds of ways. I think that also stemmed from maybe living with my father alone. Uh, when I was a teenager, I, I saw an experienced the man also that could step up in that part of non-traditional parent. And I, w- I always wanted to do that, that if I ever had to, that I, that I could. I wanted you to also feel safe that if anything ever happened to you that our child would be taken care of. So did anything like that come to you around trusting me and how I was with Xander?
0: Mm, yes, I loved how you were as a dad. All right. Yeah, I loved right after he was born that you were like, okay, now it's my turn to keep him on my belly in a sling. So uh, every, time nine we were, months. <laughs> every time we were out walking, yeah. you were holding him either on your belly or on your back in a carrier. And oh, that was lovely to get that um, break from carrying him since I had already carried him for nine months. And yeah, that made me feel so supported.
1: Another part that I remember at that time was how important food was to you, nurturing and you were just coming off of uh, studying at a macrobiotic center also and how important that was of uh, being able to uh, have all the nurturing in food. So when you were, um, just before Xander was born, you wanted to make sure that I could cook for you too, that you would be able to get those that that nurturance and that did that build trust when I stepped up to it because I wasn't a cook at all. I didn't really know how to cook stuff, especially healthy food. So did mm-hmm. that build build
0: trust when I stepped it up did. to that? It did. I was giving you a crash course <laughs> in cooking <laughs> yeah. the last three months before I was giving birth. Yeah. Teaching you all kinds of techniques and you were so willing and open to learn and mm-hmm. um, that made me feel so good and supported and... Really looking forward to parenthood with you because you were Mm. so willing to learn to cook.
1: Yeah, yeah, just even talking about those times or feeling it, it those are really challenging but yet beautiful times of how we created some of the foundation of our relationship. I am with couples very often that they look back upon their first couple years in their relationship but they didn't have that foundation and they never really recovered in that foundation one partner couldn't really trust that the other one was going to be there and in some ways i really trusted that we were going to be there for each other and i think that's part of as we grow in our relationship together that's a big part of trusting that you will be there
0: Mm -hmm. i gotta say it also feels good growing old with you knowing that you can cook Hmm. just in case something happens and we live far far away from takeout restaurants
1: (laughs) yeah and growing old i mean i'm in my late 50s you're 61 and yeah we are getting older together and all the changes that take place with getting older like uh our our neighbor randy says i don't like this getting older shit and he talks about but for us There's some aspect of I love growing old with you, you know, growing older with you. I think we're a young, older couple. But, um, you know, we're not able to do certain things maybe that we did before. We might get a little tired here and there. Um, We're looking at times a little different even though we all, you look absolutely beautiful, honey. You look, I just love how you are um, moving in and into your Years of just just stunning and and your aliveness and your your youth and your joy in these years you, how you paint yourself and your clothes and and your whole creative and joyful attitude comes across, so I just love the transitions when I look at pictures of you from twenty five years ago that we met through the years you're You're just beautiful, just absolutely beautiful
0: mm that feels so good to hear. And I love how you still give me compliments on how I dress. I have my own style Mm -hmm. and that you don't give me a hard time that I still want to wear hot pants and funny clothes.
1: (laughs) I think it's wonderful that that we spend that. I love when you tell me, wow, the other night uh, in the, I think it was, we had a candle going and it was, the light was really dim and you just complimented me on how I looked and how my hair was or how my eyes were and and it was so sincere and to to capture those moments, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that was a beautiful moment there in the candlelight. Mm. Your hair, your long hair was all spread out and, oh, you look so beautiful. Mm. I just had to tell you that. And it is so important to take these moments to look into each other's eyes and and say things like that. And then when I looked into your eyes there in the candlelight, I also saw the young man 25 years ago that I looked into your eyes back then. You were still in there. Mm.
1: Tell me something good. do do. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me that you love me. Yeah. Tell me something good. (laughs) I I wanted to get that in. I've been seeing that for days. (laughs) I got it in. I got it in. Tell me that you love me. Yeah. And I, I think that's one thing, too, is like we ask for what we want, you know. Tell you know we we talk about this you know I haven't heard in a while that you know uh, I want to hear some observation tell me that you when you see me if I'm dressed a certain way are you are you aware and seeing me tell me something good you know and we ask for it we ask for our needs to be met and not in a oh needy kind of way but it just in a connecting way um, mm-hmm. I love that
0: and we're a little bit creative about how to ask for it like. You will start singing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I will start dancing in front of you with my outfit on to get a little attention and comment on it if I feel you have been looking down in the screen for too long. Yeah, and I just start dancing wildly in front of you to get the attention.
1: Yeah, I also think that you know, in our long-term relationship, we always want to grow with each other. We're always hip to grow you know, try things in our relationship, whether it's working out a conflict to do it very differently. We're always reading and trying to gain knowledge about life and our relationships to go deeper. So growing together, even though there's times where we don't have the same interests, we may overlap in some, but we have very different interests in some ways. But we're interested in the other person's interest. We allow that other person to grow in their own way, knowing that they're gonna be coming back in their growth in the relationship. So growth is so important. I hear one partner in a couple's relationship is, I wanna grow and my partner doesn't. They just like to just stay as, as it is and they're, they don't wanna take the risks. I love that you wanna take risks. And I love that you're very accepting about how the world is when it's maybe challenging and uh, you're not always pushing against something. You accept a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't want to fight against something that's too big to fight against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I look for the positive things around me instead what can i appreciate right here in this moment with you hmm. so like this morning i can appreciate that you work out in the living room and
1: playing music that, exactly. maybe, that some some music you want to hear and some you don't
0: even though yesterday i did not like the music so i walked out of the room Yeah, but, but you, that was okay give me you didn't stop the i something to room. do outside yeah, you i just let out. you do it but that actually led to a good deep conversation because I was getting a little bored with the music you were playing and there was one song you kept playing again and again and again. I know you really liked that song by George Harrison, so I didn't want to tell you to uh, stop it and play something else, so I walked outside and, and did some work outside instead. But then after a little while, I came in and I said to you, I find your music a little boring. Can we put on some more uplifting? I feel it's a little, you know. You said it was sad. Feeling Mm. sad for Mm. myself music. And Mm. I really would like some more uplifting music. And then you changed the music. And that led us to a conversation about the importance of songs. And we got on to a really interesting um, conversation. And you got a lot of ideas for songs you want to sing in future podcasts and even a good subject to go deeper with as well so yeah that was such a wonderful surprise
1: well that's something that i trust too in our relationship that we can take something and really turn it around to go deeper in and that we're going to get something out of it so it's, it's very much i trust where we're going to go i trust that you know if we have plans for tomorrow and all of a sudden you wake up and you go you know I really don't feel for doing what we said we are going to do. It's like okay, okay. Well, well let's let's do something different. And if you oh, don't yeah. want to do you know something together and you just want to just hang out and feel a little bit inward, that, that's okay. you know like that's the part that's so wonderful too, is that trust and our connection, that I can be connected with you when I'm not actually always with you or always overlapping and doing something with you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was what happened yesterday. I woke up and we were supposed to make a podcast together, this podcast here, and I was just in such an inward, downward mood, and I needed to be uplifted, but it's kind of funny that you started working out and then playing that kind (laughs) of downward, sad music. And I really needed uplifting music, so mm-hmm. that was funny. But we got to turn it around. But we decided not to do the podcast
1: yeah. and
0: to just hang out and enjoy the day. And we sat outside in the sun, had wonderful conversations.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, I think uh, we've touched upon this in other podcasts. We've had these as subjects on podcasts, but I think the trust and the foundational aspect of success in a long-term relationship is we really learned how to apologize well, with sincerity, with remorse, with ownership, and that really moved anything that we maybe were holding on to in the past, and can create a lot of openness for yeah letting go, letting go of resentment and holding. So I'm so glad that we did that well and
0: do that well. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're right. Apologies have been a big key to Mm. good repair. Yeah,
1: and those of our bookends, we call it apologies and appreciations. And so in our our success of our long-term relationship, we really focus and, and emphasize doing that well in our relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. and it has become so natural for us both to apologize and to appreciate that I don't even think so much about it it's just natural it's in my vocabulary with you and in my way of being with you but it really is some huge um, keys
1: mm-hmm. to
0: could apologize well yeah. mm-hmm. to go through a good long term relationship and and even shorter term relationships too. It certainly is good to could apologize. Yeah. It brings so much healing.
1: Well, thank you, love, for coming back into the studio and want to exchange this with with me, kick it around about foundational trust in our long term relationship and, and you know, I don't wanna do that cliche of I want another twenty five years with you, I just cherish every day and I want to make sure that I do that and um, it just makes my life more alive and and full and I'm so so glad that I'm doing my journey in this world with you as my partner and that I have you as a witness and I get to witness your growth and your connection and learn from how you walk in the world so thank you so much for continuing to, to be in this relationship
0: with me Mmm. Thank you for saying that, love. Feels really good to hear. Wow. Nice. Mm -hmm. And I want to say it's probably time for us to go down and make dinner now. Mm -hmm. And I really cherish that we cook the dinner together. Yeah. It's so sweet.
1: Yeah. And we'll have to negotiate on what kind of music that we're going to
0: put on. (laughs) While we're cooking. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you, love. Mm -hmm. Mm, Thank you. Hey, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Before we go, I just want to mention my new website, prepo.com, is up and running. You're welcome to go there and check it out. And very shortly, in the month of October, I will have a few of my guided meditation visualizations recorded by myself on my new website, Prepo.com, that you can check out. And if you like our podcast, I would love if you would go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Prepo Tplitsky. Thanks, everybody and make yourselves a beautiful day.
0: Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC, of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor, Pripo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.